0: dub matic with the dub. Come, 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 Ice up your dance and Ice up your club. Flinging down some sweet rubber dog. dub Easy
1: squeezy
2: makes no riot. This my sound and we bury that.
1: My sound is the cream of the crap. Dub-matic. Yeah, dogmatic. The original sound. Fading Dub-matic's live and direct in a place
3: called Toronto, Canada.
4: Dub-matic. Rancho.
0: Calling, calling, dogmatic, Toronto, get down. You come out Big up, big up, big up, dogmatic oh, a
5: Welcome back to another edition of The Basement Sessions, this is Dub Maddox here with you for the next hour, and as I've been doing on the previous weeks, I've been looking at some classic roots reggae from the 70s, a lot of up-tempo material, and some gems that you may not have been familiar with. And so, last week I'm out shooting some hoops, I go out with my dad usually a couple times a week during the summer, and we have a buddy who shows up and is our third man, Sean, and he's got some ska on there, and he's playing two-tone ska. And I said, you know, what a great opportunity to just take one hour this week here right in the summer and play some Two-Tone Scott. And if you're not familiar with it, which most likely you've heard some of these bands. I mean, the kind of standouts are madness, the specials and the beat or the English beat, depends how you look at it. But it also included the roster of the selector, uh, the body snatchers, the acrylics, Bad Manners. It was a small group that all comprised and were part of the Two-Tone label. What's interesting about the two-tone label is that it was really only around in a high-impact level for about two years. I mean, it went on till about 1986 or so, but really from 79 to 81 are the core years. And I mean, the English beat and I think Madness only recorded one album for the label and then moved on to bigger labels because they got popular. But it's the impact that this little label at Coventry had on the world and music at the time because you have to realize right there around 79 you've got funk, you've got disco, you've got new wave, you've got punk scene, uh, you've, you know, you've got the new romantic scene coming on. I mean, you've got and still got rock. I mean, you have still got big power. So you've got all these musical genres kind of circulating out there, which was such a great timing because it, everything kind of was game. As long as it was good, it was game. And Scott had kind of taken a backseat. I mean, you had dub, you had lovers rock. You had the rub dub style, the rocker style. You had all these different sub-genres of reggae going on, but not so much ska, which had kind of went out of fashion about 10 years before. The myth is, the mythology I should say, because it was too fast and you couldn't dance close with a girl so they slowed it down from ska to rock steady. now I don't know if that's actually true but that's what you read and that's what I've read in the past so fast forward ten years and Jerry dammers comes out with the specials and the whole two-tone concept I'm gonna jump in right now and I have to tell you the first time I actually got into two-tone label is probably um, a couple years late. it's probably about 83 84 what probably would have been 84 and much music here in Toronto, Canada had kicked off, and it might have been 85 in that ballpark. And I saw a Mirror in the Bathroom. And it was one of those songs that still to this day I can listen to over and over again. And there was just something infectious about the groove, the look, the style, and it was just this high energy. And I'm I am attracted. I love high energy music and I couldn't get enough of it. But of course, this is much music. You'd have to wait for another week because it was a low rotation song and I didn't know who they were. Eventually, you know, you get out there, you find out more, you get the album and then it's glued to my Walkman. Yes, this is Walkman era where you had cassettes and if you were lucky, you were carrying around maybe three or four cassettes in your pockets. This was your soundtrack to your daily life. For me, this really takes me back to my youth and how much I love the music and still do to this day. So enough talk. Let's get kicking right now the beat and the classic song, Ranking Full Stop. is the classic ranking full stop by the beat featuring ranking roger who sadly passed away back in 2020 and i had the opportunity to play with both dave and And Ranking. Ranking, Roger was at a festival It was his son in Berlin, just outside of Berlin a few years ago. And I was able to meet him, and I actually went on tour with Dave Wakeling back in 2014 for about a month, coast to coast across the USA, and learned some great tips about how they recorded some of their classic songs and why they sounded the way they did. Some I will share, some I won't because that's his privacy and that was their legacy and that's the beauty of the little bit of mystery. If you're a two-tone fan and a specials fan, you're probably familiar with Too Much Too Young, the classic song that came out on their live EP and it features Rico Rodriguez in 1980. Now, what you may not know is that this song is actually based off of a 1969 song called Birth Control by Lloyd Charmers. So what I thought I'd do is play both back to back so you can hear the similarities and where the specials took it from the original. Have a listen.
2: Doris, what the pill? No. Doris, move that pussy from there. No. Doris, you see you at the pussy gone in the bedroom? Go right in that bedroom and put out the pussy. Right now, come on.
5: The specials, Too Much Too Young, and of course, where they took that concept from, the Lloyd Charmers song, Birth Control, which if you listen to the intro, is absolutely hilarious with the cat and the cat references. I'll leave it at that. The selector, Too Much Pressure. Now, this was the B-side to their, their big hit song, On My Radio. Both were recorded, and that includes the A-side on my radio, and B-side is Too Much Pressure for a 1,000 pounds back in that time, which to me... Doesn't seem like a lot, because I know there's bands that actually recorded entire albums for about 500 pounds back in the day. But what a great investment. This single, the A and B side, of course, the 45, went on to sell 250,000 copies. Not so bad. The irony is, it actually criticizes radio and the neglect of new music. So there you have it. Let's have a listen to The Selector and Too Much Pressure right here on The Basement Sessions with Dubmatics. The selector and too much pressure you're locked into the basement sessions with dub maddox and this is a special look at the two-tone label now moving on to madness you've heard them our house in the middle of the street which became a very big commercial success along with the accompanying video on much music and mtv and i think that helped really skyrocket them but if we go back this is a track called night boat to cairo i was not familiar with this song but while on tour with english beat the guitar player jared This was one of his favorite tracks, and as I was the opening DJ for all the shows, he said, can you play this for me? And I said, yes, and that's how I got to know this, so I get to share it with you, because it's not One Step Beyond or Our House. It's a lesser known one, but still very popular at the time. Madness, Night Boat to Cairo, right here. (laughs) night boat to Cairo Walt Jabsco does that ring a bell it may not but the visual will and the visual I'm talking about is the logo of two-tone and that's the dancing guy in the sharp black suit white shirt pork pie hat white socks and black loafers you know that one it's all over t-shirts buttons album covers uh, stickers it's out there and it's been that way for over 40 years because it's so identifiable but yet It's equally cool. It's got style, it's sophisticated, and it has some swagger in it, and I think that's the appeal of it. What you may not know is that that was created by Jerry Dammers and Horace Panter, the bass player, and two graphic designers called John Teflon Sims and David Story, but who was the inspiration? That's really where it gets interesting. Now, it could be anybody, but it was actually based off of a photograph of Peter Tosh, part of the Wailers, that Peter Tosh. And if you look at the Wailers in the 60s, mid-60s, before they became Bob Marley and the Wailers and the Wailer Wailers, as we know them with the Roots music, they played Ska. And during that time, if you see some old photos, they've got the black suit, the white shirt, the black tie, and they're looking all slick. That's where it came from. Now, the name Walt Jabsco that's a different entity. That name actually comes from an old bowling shirt from America that Jerry Dammers owned. So there you go. A little bit of history of Walt Jabsco We'll call him Mr. Ska. The Ska logo. We'll just call him that. Now let's move on to the Body Snatchers, the all-female 7-piece band that was on the two-tone label and their track called Let's Do Rock Steady. You have it, that is the body snatchers. Let's do rock steady, and then I move forward to one of their other label mates, Bad Manners, and their track Lip Up Daddy." Right here, basement sessions. lip up fatty now this next group is a lot less known i think out of the crew of like bad manners the english beat the specials madness they're called the acrylics see it doesn't ring a bell does it they didn't have a lot of output but one of the main guys who played sax back then became a lead singer of this band the fine young cannibals and that singer is Roland gift who back in the acrylics played tenor sax let's have a listen right now Roland gift the acrylics and smart boy Basement Sessions with Dumb Addicts. Boy by the acrylics featuring Roland Gift. Well, he wasn't being featured then, but he soon would be. Now, I would be remiss if I did not mention some of the other groups that did appear on the two tone label that I'm not including on this today's show because I'm really focusing on the core ones. And so, some of those are not on this list are the Apollinaires, Elvis Costello, which everybody knows, the Friday Club, the Higsons, JB's All Stars, and the Swinging Cats, to name a couple extras. Moving right on here, I'm gonna go back to the core, the headman, the beast himself, Jerry Dammers and his group, the specials with this track. I love this track. Why? And this is the extended version right here on the basement sessions.
0: Why did you try to hurt me?
2: I got to no, 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 no.
0: Did you really wanna kill me? Tell me why, tell We
5: we'll Classic specials there with Y in the extended version. So now we're kind of more than halfway into this one hour show. So what I'd like to do is just less talk and more tunes. And what I'm going to be doing is playing a second from most of the bands I've already played. So right now, this one is the selector again with their track called the selector right here right now we mm-hmm. The Selector with The Selector. Basement Sessions, Dubmatics, and I look at Two-Tone. Now back in 2014 when I went on tour with Dave Wakeling, I was the opening DJ just to get people warmed up. You didn't really need to, but I had a great time doing it because it allowed me to watch the band every single night. You know how funny it is to actually hear the guy that you grew up with right in front of you and he sounds exactly the same, played the same guitar? It was like listening to the record as far as his vocals were going. And I absolutely love that because people's voices do change over time. Dave's didn't. Now, it was great entertainment for me to see the audiences that came out because they came out to see Dave and to live a piece of their past. They'd get dressed up, they'd be looking good and ready to party. I mean, these people show up. Some of the places we played were the really like winery, you know, some really nice places. They show up, you know, all their suits and dresses and looking good. And you know they were coming to party, though. I'd seen this trajectory. I knew where it was going. There's drinks. They had a little dinner or whatever, depending on the venue again. But then... Once you get about like half an hour in, the beers are out, the drinks are in hand, and they're all on the dance floor, and they do not leave. And one of the tracks that he would end with was Wine and Grind, Stand Up Market. So let's have a listen to those right here on The Basement Sessions. you had learned a few tips insider tips on how the english beat had recorded their music and their albums now i can't tell you many of them but one thing i will tell you that's pretty obvious if you have ever looked at them: dave wakeling plays a left-handed guitar the other guitar player in the band played right so when they would mix a song they'd put dave on the left and the other guy on the right so when you had the skanks the way that the skanks the upbeat that guitar they would sound different because they were played differently dave would play up the other guy would play down so it gives you different tonality when you play so that was one of the keys to their sound little insider thing for you there let's go right now to madness and of course one of my favorites the classic one step beyond
4: hey you don't watch that watch this this is the heavy heavy monster sound the nuttiest sound around so if you're coming off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est, rock-steady beat of madness. One step beyond!
5: one step beyond by madness so I thought I had more time on this hour to push more music because I was hoping to play two by every artist that I had originally listed I don't so I've had to condense them just a little bit so I'm going to take us out with two tracks one of which is the selector on my radio which you're going to hear next but then it's going to be followed by of course the song that got me into all of this this rabbit hole of ska and two-tone which helped me dive deeper into reggae as it was back in the 80s now, I'm gonna play, of course, this the track is Mirror in the Bathroom by the English Beat. Now, one of the reasons that they're called the English Beat is because there was a band already in North America called The Beat. Interestingly though, over in Australia, they were called the British Beat. Go figure. Any way you slice it, it's still the beat, the English beat, the, the British beat, it's still the same people. We're gonna take a listen to them, and I'm gonna come back real quick to say goodbye. <music> things i want to mention is where some of these groups or band members went after their two-tone label and their own bands that became so successful so of course the acrylics roland gift became the lead singer of fine young cannibals dave wakeling and ranking roger went on to become general public and their song tenderness which you know if you're around in the in the 80s mtv and much music played this incessantly and it became such a massive hit for them good on them though for it and then of course there was the specials members of terry hall neville staple and linville golding who went on to become fun boy three thank you for listening you know what really we need a lot more time to go a lot more in depth into the two-tone label and its archives and its impact but this was a fun quick look during this hour and i hope you enjoyed it too i'll see you again next week and of course taking us out the one and only the beat mirror in the bathroom.